Christmas and uh, Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas if you're from the UK. <laughs> What's this merry bullshit? We say happy. <laughs> merry birthday and happy Christmas. <laughs> um, this is our Christmas extravaganza. And yes, we, uh, we have lights everywhere and mince pies and yeah. grog and yeah, maybe, a, and maybe a snifter of brandy. Yeah. Slice of figgy pudding. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that is. You know, it. we talked about, um, what's his name, the author with the ghost stories? Uh, Charles Dickens? No. M.R. James? M.R. James. I was trying to think of his, it was Montague, wasn't it? Montague Rhodes James. James. Yes. Uh, which explains the um, Johnny Mathis song. Well, I don't know if he, but he mentions uh, scary ghost stories. Yeah, yeah. And I always thought, for Christmas? Other than Dickens, what scary ghost stories? Mm-hmm. And then uh, then I found out about M.R. James on uh, another podcast. And yeah. then you mentioned him. And, wow, I want ghost stories for Christmas. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my thing now. Yeah. Well, you lent me that book. Right, right. So yeah. I'll read a couple of those on Christmas Eve. Excellent. It, it's probably worth mentioning, hey, welcome to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, we are three friends in a shed at the bottom of a garden talking about horror movies. I think that's the best way you could put it. And thank you, Jolien, for, <laughs> for summarizing it so well, nice. I just wanted to talk us up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are not professional critics. We do spoil the movies. And we thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. Find them on Amazon or iTunes if you want to buy their music. Um you're that, not going to drop in a special song for Christmas? Um, I may have opened this. I always add the music in afterward, but um, I may have opened this. No, it's this. playing live right now. Yes. Uh, playing <laughs> our live band. That weird rubber band Christmas music. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. Oh, it's haunting. It's demented and it's haunting. haunting. I asked permission from the people who made that music. <laughs> they probably never listened to it. And they said, show. please... Please don't remind us who made that. <laughs> and don't say who made it. <laughs> and don't use our name on the air. Right. Well, I say God bless them, everyone. Yes. So here we are. We've all watched, and we I, I don't know if you guys disclosed to each other, but I didn't mention to you and you didn't mention to me what Christmassy horror movie you watched. Mm. I watched three. Three? Three you Christmassy did? horror movies. This is awesome. All with Jingle, or not Jingle Bells, uh, Christmas Carol words for titles oh, oh man good idea uh i did not set out to do that <laughs> but you noticed but it. it happened um so the- and they well i can't say they got progressively worse but <laughs> they started out weak and died <laughs> <laughs> easily okay 
so this is uh, episode 113. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not of any significance. That's just a number. But um, we're your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolien. And we should probably mention what we watched since last time. I got nothing, so you guys go. <laughs> um, I watched a couple episodes of a show, but other than that, nothing. Yeah, I watched a couple episodes of a show called Easy. Don't. don't. On Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. It's a sex comedy. Mm. Mm. It's all right. Not enough, uh, not enough sex watched, or comedy. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little too cute, maybe. I don't know. Um, sex should be dirty and wear a tight leather mask. <laughs> Shouldn't it? <laughs> That's what I said. Just like uh, Father give, Christmas. Gives me a rash. Uh, <laughs> um, and then we watched a couple episodes of Legion, mm. which is a Marvel series uh, based on a Chris Claremont Bill Sinkovich comic from the 80s. Is it good? Mm, I can't decide. Is Jean he... wanted something completely different. She was hoping for something supernatural with the name Legion. I think she had demons yeah. in mind. Yeah, that makes you think of Exorcist. Mm-hmm. The Exorcist. This was more a case of um, a mad mutant in a psychiatric hospital whose mm. only way he controls his awesome telepathic powers is by being mad hmm i don't know it's a lot of uh heavy editing techniques and um you don't quite know what's going on or who the people are uh, it's perhaps prisoner-esque, but I don't want to give it that kind of positive spin. But then I've only watched two episodes. Hmm. I may finish it out. I don't imagine it's too long. Oh. But um, I don't know. Uh, oh, and we watched a series last night called The, In- the Indian Detective, mm. which we thought was Indian, but turned out to be Canadian. Oh. And boy, is it Canadian. And at some point I said... What are you talking about? I said, you realize all these Indian people, it's about, it's an Indian comic named, very Indian name of Russell Peters. Oh, yeah. Who's Canadian. Right. Um, Anyway, I walked in and Jean was watching it uh, when I got home from work last night. And she uh, said, oh, it's the Indian detective. And she said, I thought it was Indian, but I fear it's Indio-Canadian. And uh, Indio Canadian, and with a uh, hyphen. yes, and I started watching it, and it was like, ooh, I don't even think the shots are actually in Mumbai. I think they're all Canadian. And then I came to the realization: all these Indians who are supposed to be Indians in the show are actually Canadians, just putting on bad Indian accents, and it made the show a little less enjoyable. So <laughs> <laughs> it's shot in Canada, but it's pretending to be Mumbai. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that... they put a lot of dust in the air and an orange filter on the uh-huh. on the light coming through the windows because yeah, that works. Evidently, the, the sun is always setting in Mumbai. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of entertaining, as Eugenia said. It's everything she likes, but at the same time, it's very tropey mm-hmm. and kind of heavy-handed. So. Wow. So, what about that? Have you seen the? So you've been on Netflix. Have you seen the ads for that um, series from Germany called Dark? Yeah, I've not watched any of it yet. I watched two episodes and I'm liking it. 
All right. I'm even able to get past the fact that it's overdubbed. Oh, okay. I prefer subtitles. You don't have an option? Um, maybe there is an option. I haven't really looked. Um, Probably not. I was about to cord cut, like, just get out of here, cable company. And they're like, what if we gave it to you for half? <laughs> and uh, I was like, it's about fucking time. So we got a new remote, which actually works, because this other one's been like weirdly not responsive when you hit the buttons. And um, so now I'm kind of uh, thinking I should sit with the remote and see if things work like Netflix features. So that's a good one. Subtitles. Turn them off. Turn them on. Yeah, it gives you an option. Usually you can turn subtitles on, but I imagine it's still overdubbed. Oh, jeez. I don't want that. But... I want to listen to German and read subtitles. I'm much happier doing that. Yeah. But you forget, you know, if any content is good, you forget partway through that you're even watching. All the uh, foreign movies I've watched, including German ones on Netflix, you've had the option. Oh, very nice. But it does turn the overdub off? Of subtitles and the original audio. Oh, not very nice. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, you have to check that out. I'll switch to that for sure. So anything else? No, that's it. Jolene, what about you? Uh, well, I, I You've watched got a, a list. bunch. I'm, I can start with the non-wintry ones, if you like. Sure. Uh, so I watched um, Chronicles of the Ghostly Tribe, 2015. So uh starts off with this... Uh, uh, there's this uh, operation going on in the mountains of Kunlun. Uh, elements of this would be familiar to fans of Iron Fist. Uh. So 1979, there's this, there's there's like digging going on around Kunlun and where huge dragon skeletons have been found. Yeah, and uh, th- there's this unit goes into these un- you know uncovered caves and they they get deep down and like end up with most of them being killed, but they uh, they discover these ancient secrets down there and uh, and then it goes. Uh, the 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 one apparent survivor becomes a scholar in Beijing in the eighties, and uh, and he's he's brought back into the investigation by this uh, uh, bureau seven four nine, which has been set up because there's been all these ancient relics been turning up, including a mummy, <sighs> who they nicknamed Shirley. Um, there's there's a bit where the Chinese Elvis singing about Genghis Khan, <laughs> really, uh, but. Yeah, about half an hour in after you, after you see what happens to the original mission, uh, it kind of gets lost in exposition and just inertia. You know, like, mm. Mm, nothing's really moved on <laughs> for some time, but uh, yeah, it starts off well. Um, all right, and I saw a couple of uh, remakes of eighties movies. Uh, well, seventies and eighties. Uh, Last House on the Left, the two thousand nine version. How was it? Uh, have you seen the... I've not seen the remake. Have you seen the original? Not in such a long time. I yeah. couldn't tell you much about it. Right. Pretty saw, rough, though. It's a yeah, hard watch. It's not something I want to watch again. Right. But, yeah. You know, it's something you you probably need to see if you're interested in horror it's something yeah. you, history. It's something you endure. Yeah. Uh, so if you see it as a remake of that movie, uh, this one it feels like a slick, kind of unnecessary... Like, remake? like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake of 03, I want to say? Yeah, it's like, why? Yeah. But on the other hand, you can see it as like another version of this pretty old story that was, you know, it was a folktale even before The Virgin Spring. 
Yeah. Um, in, in which case, it's you know it's, it it works. It's a, it's a good thriller. It's pretty oh, well okay. pretty well done. Um, I thought. Um, K and B effects and that. It's oh, pretty really? gruesome. And then the uh, the other remake, uh, Maniac from 2013. Oh boy. That's the one that's got like. Have you seen either of those? Um, no, I've not yeah. seen the remake. Doesn't it have the Hobbit boy in it? Yeah, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood yeah. as uh, Frank Zito. Uh, so like the original is just really sleazy, scummy. Yeah. Uh, that's that's another one. I'm not. Is that a? I probably I probably see it. You know, because it came out on Blu-ray or. Is that uh, a fault gene? Who did that? Uh, t- William Lustig. Oh yeah, Savini? Tom, Tom Savini effects. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, right. Yeah, and uh, Joe Spinell was. That's one of the famous it. shotgun to the head, right? Or is that Maniac Cop? That's Maniac Cop. I take it back. Never no, mind. no, ma- I think Maniac has that. Yeah. Or maybe it is Maniac. I haven't seen it. I mean, I've only seen it once. Yeah, a friend of mine I remember in high school was telling me that uh, yeah, Savini puts like Fritos and stuff in the goop and them. yeah, I think he shoots someone. He's he's in front of their car, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so this is directed by Frank Calfoon, who did uh, P two, and he's working on Prey. I uh, did Amityville: The Awakening. Have you seen P two? No, that's the one in I've heard uh, it's in a parking a garage. Good yeah, I think that's um, on Shutter. One of the oh, one of the screenplay writers. Sorry. What did I fall in? And P two. It's isn't that the second Portishead album? Is P two? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the screenplay writers is Alexandra Aja, who did some of the French Extreme mm-hmm. films. Uh, yeah, so it's got Elijah Wood, uh, Nora Anizida as Anna D'Antoni. Uh, so I my expectations for this pretty low, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised. This is I thought this was really good. Huh? Yeah. Uh, you're watching it, and most of it's in first person. Uh, you're just yeah. looking through his eyes. You're you're just stuck in his head. It's like hmm. oh man, and uh, um, it's 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 well shot. You know, it was shot in red, I think, but it looks really good. Um, there's and the, the lighting and the the way the way they set up like when he freaks out he, he kind of gets these migraines sometimes yeah and, um but like uh you're watching you think for a movie about this nutcase who scalps people this is a beautiful <laughs> movie <laughs> <laughs> this is just so good looking and uh um yeah it's really it's really good Wow. Uh, yeah, you should check it out. I don't want to give much away about it, but uh, and it'll remind you of some, you know, especially Italian stuff. All right. Um, yeah, you should check it out. Um, I really recommend it. Um, anyway, uh, another one I've been waiting to see ages, uh, The Twilight People from 1972, Filipino horror. Oh, I've heard of Pam this. Pam Greer's in it. Yes. But, no kidding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, she did a lot 19 or 20. Of... Yeah, she did a lot of Filipino films. <laughs> so it's a lot of big dog cage and yeah, stuff, stuff, yeah. But um, yeah, so this one she's like uh, Aisa, the Panther Woman. So she's like she's got like makeup on her face and uh, she's not in you know she she's in it quite a bit in the, in the second half. But okay, yeah, don't go in expecting it to be a Pam Grier movie. Okay. So this is uh, directed by Eddie Romero, so classic Filipino horror stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, John Ashley, he's like a 
you know, producer and he plays the lead. He plays Matt Farrell, who's this uh, adventurer who's who's like uh, scuba diving off the Philippines and he, and he just gets kidnapped when he's when he's underwater and, and he, he gets brought back to this uh, island and uh, he meets uh, Pat Waddell, who's who's also in the big dollhouse as uh, Neva Gordon. And um, there's, there's um, so there's, there's, it, this is another one of those um, Filipino variations on um, uh, Doctor Moreau. Oh, okay, yeah. This guy is like he's he's trying to make humans that will survive the uh, degradation of the environment. Okay. Uh, by blending people with animals. As one word. Yeah. So there's a, there's a Batman. There's a Boar Man. There's a Panther Woman. There's you know there's all sorts Fish of Fish Man. Don't think there's a fish man in it. There's a well, goat that boy. Was last week's movie. There's there's a woman. I think she's supposed to be a dog because she she growls, but she looks more like a Norwegian death metal woman. Ah. <laughs> um, she's kind of got this corpse makeup on. Oh. Um, what is that? I have no idea. It's is that, that ghost burp again? Mm. Was that you? That, no, we that heard was that not last me. week, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we heard that last week we, or the week yeah, before. But, we need to slow that down and see if that's like an EVP. EVP. Yeah, yeah. It's saying, get out. Get out. Uh, bad connection or something. <laughs> There's something going on here. And anyway, uh, Eddie Romero done a Terror is a Man, which is another ripoff of Dr. Moreau back in 59. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is like, if you're into Filipino horror movies, this is like... Top of the... <laughs> yeah, you know, they're not... I wouldn't call them good. No, but, no. But you no. know that you know they're entertaining. Yeah, there's like a thousand crazy ideas. Yeah, and it's, and it's like it's so sweaty and green. Yeah, and like when when some red comes out, it just like pops. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Twilight people enjoyed watching that one. All right, uh, so getting into the wintry ones. All right. So you didn't watch anything? Well, that wasn't exactly true. I started to watch Spookers, which I think is a I think it's a New Zealand. Um, it's, I think it's New Zealand. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's a, it's about some people who run a haunt, and uh, I was thinking, well, for our possible uh, guest of of your neighbor who's a home haunter, uh, who does that great yard haunt, mm. I was thinking that would be a really interesting one to talk about, and I was so tired trying to watch it, you know, because this was. This was the run-up to get the trade show booth finished and shipped and finish all the last orders that people are being crazy ordering, you know, to get stuff out of the shop so it can get where it's going by Christmas. And uh, I was just either um, no time or too tired to really know I could be awake for something. But I did deliberately uh, watch my Christmas movie, my Christmas horror, uh, when I was wide awake and had time. Um, so spookers, I didn't get very far through it and I was, um, I'm like, I'm tired. I'm shutting this off now. Not sure how I feel about it yet. That was, a, that's on shutter, I think. Um, but no, um, but go ahead. But you, you got a, a beautiful new arrival to your family. Oh yeah. And we should mention that this is a, this is a good way for maybe our listeners to, um, to take a page from Jolien's book and uh, start the year off right. And the first thing you watch is something excellent. Uh, my steelbook uh, edition of the 4K and the what is it 40th anniversary now? I think it's 40th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Suspiria showed up uh, day before yesterday uh, from Synapse or Synapse, however you want to say it. Um, it the packaging is gorgeous. They only made 6,000 pieces. I think they've sold almost all of them. 
Stephen Graham Jones uh, tweeted about his, and I thought I should do that too because you know why not show people this showed up and it's really cool looking, and I tweeted that out, uh, which I don't use Twitter very much at all <clears throat> because of Trump, and um, it, it, we got retweeted right away, mm. and I, nice. men- I mentioned that it's probably going to be the first one we watch for the podcast in the new year. So if you guys are in agreement on this, I think we should watch this. Sure. Uh, so Suspiria, um, the packaging looks gorgeous. I know there's extra features. You've got documentaries about it. Uh, a lot of a lot of additional materials. So um, that's just... Have you checked it out, the image? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I was lucky to get the plastic off of it. <laughs> and and today was the first slow day at work. And... Uh, and Incidentally, the the last day of the year, except for going in and, you know, odds and ends. But uh, next week is sort of a week off. There there will be trade show booth number two that needs a couple things done to it before it's going to be ready to ship in the middle of January. Um, So I know I have to go in and put some clear coat on some things and junk like that. A couple orders will trickle in and we'll ship those. But other than that, next week's going to be uh, a little more easygoing. Um, and, uh, then of course, Monday is New Year's day, right? Yep. So that'll be, uh, ideally when, when I watch this movie. Nice. And then, and then pass it to you guys. If you want to watch the 4k sure. restoration sure. Oh. anniversary edition, Dario Argento's Suspiria. It's a, that was a, that was in, when we did foundations and game changers, mm-hmm. that was one of my major game changers was when my friend Paul Larson said, Oh, you haven't seen Argento stuff? And I'd read about it all the time in Fangoria. He's like, I've got some of it on tape. And he brought over, some, this was mm-hmm. back in the day, he brought over some VHSs and I watched like three or four Argento movies in a week. And I was like, this, <laughs> this shit is crazy. This is my new thing. Yeah. So I'm excited that it's come around to where you get the best version of it you could ever have dreamed for. It looks so good. Oh my, yeah, you went and saw it at the theater. Yeah. Yeah, so you're probably ready for a rewatch before oh, yeah. before we talk about it. Yeah, definitely. So that was exciting. There's but... one scene where it looked a little funny because of the camera movement. Oh, okay. Because I don't think there was anything you could do. The problem was in camera. The cam- Yeah, the problem was in camera. I hadn't watched the DVD in a long time, and it's probably not as noticeable. Okay. But I think there's like a weird splice where they put the scene together because the camera pans across this whole room and it jitters and it yeah there's some artifact that you know you can see now that you're like oh that's but i think it's something in camera from the actual filming it's nothing they could i mean yeah you could probably go in and take it out but it cost a fortune and yeah at some point you have to say enough is enough right but there were a lot of uh I thought what was really amazing about it was the soundtrack. Sound is so incredible. And you hear things that I've never heard. I've watched Suspiria three or four times now that I've never heard before. And you're like, mm. oh, okay, wow. That <laughs> makes it, you know, even better. Well, the only thing I asked for this Christmas was a sound bar, one of those that goes underneath the oh, TV. Cool. And uh, it's probably the best way to to really watch and listen to this uh this new edition of Suspiria. Yeah. So that's that's in my top 10 of like what I consider to be the most important horror movies for sure. Mm-hmm. 
It's like that one. Suspiria. Yeah. The ghost and Mr. Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Mummy. The Mummy. 2017. Fuck Mummy 2017. <laughs> you know we weren't going an episode without saying that, Joel. <laughs> it's my new entrails of the beautiful woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to have a film festival where we watch entrails and... Uh, Fuck Mummy. Blood Rage and, and... Oh, man, Blood Rage. If there's anyone left in the room, we'll stick on Boxer's Omen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Boxer's Omen should be where you weed out the weaklings. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you can't hang with this, then you just need to get out of here now. Yeah, that's the one you should start with. Yeah. And then, the, you know, the people who make it through will be like, oh, well, nothing after that was that. Right. Oh, my. Some people won't make it. No, there's always there's always people who can't hang with um, people eating chewed food and, and then spitting it to the next person. Mm. That, yeah. what's with those people yeah who can't handle that <laughs> kind of everyday stuff never had a baby so Julian, tell us the rest of your wintry movies right. you watched so and then, then, the, we'll get, I, then we'll I, get into our Christmas stuff well I'll sort out some wintry movies you know instead of watching my Christmas favorites so Devil's Pass <laughs> no. uh, I've not seen that yet don't watch but Pass I, I, <laughs> <laughs> after hearing your uh reviews of it it's a hard pass yeah that film i just kept thinking like why didn't they just make it about the original hiking party they should have you know that would have been just as good maybe they'll do a prequel oh we can all hope remy harlan's (laughs) prequel explain it you know theme style put tom cruise in charge of it there'll be that you know crossover with blood rage oh man blood rage I'm waiting for Blood Rage Christmas or Blood Rage New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Scrooge, 1935. Oh, this you mentioned Scrooge. Yeah. Directed by Henry Edwards. So this is the last of the live-action Scrooge stroke Christmas Carol movies that I hadn't yet seen, apart from, you know, ones from this century, like the Jim Carrey one. Right. No, wait, was this wait, the wait. first Jim talkie? Carrey was in a Scrooge film? Yeah, they did a Christmas Carol. Oh, wow. Really? With Jim Carrey? I think so. Wow. I think it was one of those like uh, CG things like Polar Express that just oh. looks just looks hideous. Oh, it was... That, uh, that, you yeah. know, deep in the uncanny valley sort yeah. of CG. You're right. I remember that now. It's coming oh, back to me like a that. repressed memory. <laughs> yeah. Um... So anyway, um, yeah, Scrooge, 1935. This is the first feature-length Christmas you know, version Talkie. of that, that story. By M.R. James. <laughs> uh, so this starts uh, Seymour Hicks, who'd been playing Scrooge since... I mean, he'd been playing him since the early 1900s. Wow. Wow. Um, so he, it's like he, 35 years. Of- <laughs> yeah, he, he was in... He played him three times on film, and he... And between, yeah, never in a Christmas Carol. <laughs> between that, <laughs> that and uh, stage, he played Scrooge about a thousand times. It is estimated. Um, this is the first sound version, feature length. Um, uh, this one, uh, the, the print's not very good. Um, the uh, and you don't see much of the ghosts, mm. but there's been quite effective bits in it. Um, like you, only, you only see Christmas present on screen. Like the rest are like shadows. Oh, okay. Or uh, or just invisible. Like uh, 
uh, Marley's ghost is just this invisible presence with Claude Rains's voice. Huh. So it's like the Invisible Man. Um, uh, but there's a, there's a quite a cool like M.R. James style bit where he where Scrooge goes in his bedroom the first time and he's got his candle and he's all nervous by this point and he you just get this like flash cut and it looks like there's someone standing there then and then he goes back to it and it's his coat rack oh it, yeah it's pretty cool um the and you see you briefly see marley's face appear in his door knocker but that's all you see of marley and then then you see christmas present and then uh, christmas of you know yet to come is is a shadow you know it's just a yeah. shadow of a hand pointing and stuff like that but it's quite creepy when it like the first you see of it is he he's in his bed and there's like these fingers come the shadows of his fingers come down his face. Um, anyway, the, the, the cast is good. Like they they look you know without makeup, they they just look like the illustrations. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Have you ever seen that that thirties version of Alice in Wonderland where they tried to make they mm-hmm. they made people up like the John Tenniel illustrations? Yes, oh, yeah, it's haunting. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, talk about the Uncanny Valley. That yeah, one is creepy. That is very creepy. Yeah. Um, There's a couple of silent Wizard of Oz's that mm-hmm. are like that. They're just like, oh, this isn't filmed <laughs> this here isn't in this right. universe. Right. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I wasn't a kid when I watched this. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one has got... The, the pace feels a bit slow. There's this whole um, scene between him leaving the... Uh, his his workplace and getting home they do this whole big scene with the mayor's banquet which doesn't add to the plot at all <laughs> must have added a lot of money to the budget yeah mm. but it doesn't it just holds things up it just feels hmm. unnecessary i think most versions skip that yeah um but you know it, it's pretty well done we enjoyed that one and uh you know you have the great you know after he's gone through his mortal terror you have the, the fun mm. bit uh, yeah yeah, it's pretty well done. Um, Red Christmas, twenty sixteen. Not mm. seen it. It's on Netflix now. Not heard of it. So this is an Australian movie. I don't think I know. Either. And if you see the image advertising it, it looks like another like Killer Santa. Movie. Yeah. It's not. Okay. You find that out really fast. Okay. It's this. There's always like a, a anti-abortionist. And it's like it's like clips of them talking, and then it's the footages of abortion clinics and protests and in Australia. I I don't know where they where they got these clips oh, okay. from. It's like a montage of all these things. You don't see it clearly, but you know there's, there's some pretty disgusting stuff. Um, anyway, uh, this is directed by Craig Anderson, and it stars Dee Wallace, who's also a co-producer, um, and Jared O'Dwyer. Um, then this is about um, uh, this is a character named Cletus not the slack jawed yokel yeah. played by Sean Campbell who's who uh, uh, you assume is this you, at the start you see this like a, this, this clinic gets bombed and uh, someone comes in and rescues uh, this kid in a bucket and carries it out, and you kind of assume that twenty years later that this is Cletus. Okay. So he comes back to the uh, the woman who, you know, tried to abort him, and uh, when she's like throwing <clears throat> a Christmas get together, okay, the family, and then like, and then the 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 family, you've got like a there's a heavily pregnant daughter, um, there's a uh, you know, 
there's a right wing daughter with her preacher husband there's a hippie uncle so it's just like it's just pushing buttons left and right I mean, are they American or Australian? Uh, I think they're, they're all Australian. Like she, oh, okay. Dee Wallace, like, just does American accent, but oh, I think okay. it's it's, uh, it's filmed, that's what I mean. It's filmed you know, story in, wise. Are they American it's filmed or is in they, Australia? Or are they Australian in the story? Yeah, I think they're supposed to be Australian. Oh, okay. Um, I found it kind of bland looking, and I didn't find it fun at all. Uh, uh, hmm. But uh, apparently, people enjoy it. <laughs> um yeah I, I didn't like this one um yeah not not just because of the politics you know if it made one if it he was making a decent point but it doesn't kind of commit it doesn't do it yeah too many um anyway uh blood glacier 2013 <laughs> how is that one marvin Crenn. have you seen this one this no. is on netflix too this sounds good uh, so this is the guy who directed Rambok, the Berlin oh. zombie movie in 2010. I like that one. Did you like that one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you might, you might like this one. It's kind of, um, it's basically the thing. Okay. <laughs> Mountains of Madness sort of thing where you've got like people, you've got a research outpost and this time it's up, up the mountains and they're researching climate change. And there's this like, uh, this glaciers thawing out and it's revealing this, uh, this red substance. Mm. infused in it which infects the local fauna and mutates them so everything mm. looks like it's had sex with Skeksis oh wow oh. Um, there's a lot of talk in this one and there's an unnecessary intro text which I which mm. is always irritating uh, but the effects are practical you get you know kind of flash bursts of you know the, the monsters that turn up nice um uh, there's there's a dog that gets infected and uh, takes a long time to for them to finally get around to putting it out of his misery, but uh, yeah. So uh, um, I don't know I, I didn't like this one, too, which is is just too much talking and and um, people yelling at each other in a small space. It just that happens. I was irritated and, and didn't feel like he's doing anything new really. Yeah. Did they yell move, 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 or go, go, go? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Since Will mentioned that, I've noticed it in like oh five movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's in so many movies. Move, oh. move, move, go, go, go. Yeah, especially the sci- like uh, before we gave up on the sci-fi channel. It's like, uh, you know, take a drink every time someone yells go, go, go. You die. Yeah. yeah. You'd be dead like <laughs> your, your after the first like... show. <laughs> so, they should uh, just call a movie that. Move, move, move. Go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a super cut on YouTube of just movies where people are shouting that. Yeah. It'd be like an hour long. <laughs> move, just... move, move. Go, 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 go. Move, 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 move. Go, 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 go. Move, 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 move. Go, go, go. It's just move, a move, bunch of scenes of a, of a guy providing cover fire while, while a bunch of guys run past him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get Mr. Scruff or someone to cut together a, a tune and exactly. samples. Exactly. Yeah, and the last one I saw was 1922, which is on Netflix. Oh, on Netflix, uh, Stephen King's story. Yeah, so Stephen King novella. Uh, this is directed by Zach Hildish. This is filmed in Australia. How is it? In Western Australia. Uh, this one stars Thomas Jane, uh, music by Mike Patton. Oh, yeah. Who I wish we'd do more soundtracks because they're always good. This one gets very wintry in the second half. Oh, good. Yeah, I heard. I had thought of watching it for, mm. I looked up wintry horror. Yeah. 
and this came up and I didn't unfortunately they didn't tell you how it tied into any mm-hmm. of that so it's like, well, it, okay. it starts off in the summer where they've got their corn crop coming up yeah and then this family has uh, there's some deep trouble going on it goes really bad no and then they pay for their mistakes oh <laughs> and, that's uh, unfortunate here but, and then winter arrives in the second half and they're you know they're stuck in this Ooh. farmhouse out in the plains Ooh. Uh, yeah um did you like it oh yeah yeah it's good and like uh i, I really i was really enjoying a lot of the period detail and the period uh dialogue oh nice it was really fun and thomas jane is amazing yeah I mean, all, all the cast is good but he's he's the one who's like on the screen almost all the time uh yeah he's, he's he gives this really detailed performance in it now is this where you can't really even recognize that it's him you can you can okay because somebody on another show was talking about one of his one of his roles where you couldn't even tell it was him he disappears into it and the, his his appearance has changed enough to where it's like god you don't even know it's him mm. must have been another movie though but he's that good of an actor like yeah, when, he, when yeah. he's good he's really good oh yeah it's fantastic so yeah i recommend that one it's like a classic ghost story of you know sins you know coming back to haunt you and um so it's not a you know it's a surprising story Right, it's 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 very involving, <clears throat> atmospheric, awesome, uh, good. So was that it? Yep. All right. Well, um, so who wants to spill? What did you watch? Will, what did you watch? You watched three. I watched three. I watched, uh, to all a good night. Yeah, that's a which was a uh, I I missed part of it. <clears throat> So I probably can only say I watched two and a half films, but it was on Comet, which is replays old movies. Okay. Uh, it was a killer Santa movie set at a sorority at Christmas break. Um, was this filmed in the 80s? I believe it was filmed in the 70s. Oh. It may have been the early 80s, but I believe it was the late 70s. Um, basically, it's really dull. Okay. <laughs> I found a hard time. I found it very hard to pay attention to, and then it turns out there's two killer Santas. That was the whole twist of the movie. Oh, was, so it's like Scream, but a with little Santas. Bit, but with kill, yeah, there's a killer Santa, and then it turns out, oh, it's the sorority housekeeper, cook lady, and her husband who are killing sorority girls because oh, 10 okay. years ago. Yeah. yeah, I think I had seen it a long time ago. It seemed very familiar, but it also seemed very generic. So 10 years ago, their daughter, their daughter died, died at a sorority party. <laughs> Wild and guess. They, and they held, they hold these sorority girls responsible. So they're killing uh, them off. Um, is, do they do this like a uh, scavenger hunt in it? Is that the one? No, can't no, I don't think so. But at some point, somebody gets killed with a prop, or two people get killed with a propeller huh. when they could have just jumped out of the way. Uh, <laughs> kind of, kind of like the people who aren't in any hurry to not get killed in Blood Rage. Yes, back away slowly. Don't yeah. run. Yeah, stand, uh, stand there flapping your arms and screaming. Then we watch something called continuing on the trend of Christmas Carol. Uh, lyrics uh, called "You Better Watch Out." 
Um, which yeah. was a lot, which was from this year, last year. Um, yeah. A lot like The Babysitter. Mm-hmm. That's it's, the one I watched. Did you watch this yes, too? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it, was a re- it was originally released in 2016 in uh, September at Fantastic Fest. So it was a, it was a, uh, a, a film fest release. And then uh, it got its official release October 6th of this year. Okay. So yeah, it's pretty new. Yeah, by all accounts. So. It was a lot like the Babysitter. Yes. we watched earlier this year. Yeah, it was like a it was a flip flop of who's the bad guy. Uh huh. Yeah, so I would say if you wanted to watch a couple of Babysitter movies in a row, yeah. these these would be great one after the other. Yeah, and this movie had no reason to be set at Christmas. None. It didn't make any. None. It, it didn't make any difference. It could have been set at Easter or Arbor Day. Or no holiday. A Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Anything. Anything ending in day. Uh, Jean did not like this movie at all. No. She really hated it. <laughs> I was kind of... What would she hate? She found it very... She doesn't like just psycho killers. And she found it very... Uh, uh, sort of delighted itself in torturing a woman mm. and uh i didn't find it that i found it uh i kind of like the twist uh-huh to be honest yeah um, it wasn't great it was a little too long if anything 89 and, minutes well yes and the kid was maybe a tad too smart but yep um <clears throat> i don't know i didn't hate it yeah, he was a little weaselly for my taste. Yeah, he was totally weaselly. Yeah. But I don't see how else he could have played it. He's that he's that kind of ideal kid where the parents think he's perfect. Yes. And so they dote on every little thing that might be trouble for him, like, you know, his sleepwalking, they mentioned that. Yeah. And uh, it's the kind of kid where, you know, if, if he has a slight case of asthma, the, the parents are going to be completely bananas about it. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't, by the way, in, in the show. But that's the kind of thing. So they're uh, they're going off on some sort of a, a sex capade to a hotel or something or a Christmas yeah, party. Yeah, they're going to a Christmas party. That's what it was. I think the sex capade was the other. That was the babysitter. That was the babysitter. Okay. That was the babysitter. <laughs> See, I'm already yes. mixing them up. Because uh, it was the same plot. Exactly the same but, plot. Uh, you know. Instead of the babysitter being evil, it right. was the kid. The kid's evil. So and he, I enjoyed that take. Yeah. And, um, and, I, and I kind of feel like he's not big and strong enough to... Well, first, before I even say this, um, when I was 12, I was the babysitter to my younger siblings. Yeah. So I don't know why this kid can't just be left home by himself. That was the thing. And the babysitter is only five years older. Right. I thought if maybe they had made her like a college freshman, right, it would have been a little more believable. Like, oh, okay, she, whatever, she's legally an adult. They can be helicopter parents that are like, a 12-year-old can't stay home alone. I'd believe that. Sure. But just her being 17 seemed a little young. And that and the actress looked like she was about... 22, 24. 12. <laughs> At least compared to the boys, she, they both oh. seemed like they were about the same age. Oh, I, I guess I didn't notice that. I was um, going to say, usually the problem with these movies is that, you know, the the teen... Like, maybe she didn't play younger, but I just... I don't know. I didn't buy her as being a babysitter, maybe, in this one. Right. Uh, whereas the babysitter, she seemed a little older. Right. Um, so we did mention we're going to spoil these movies, so it's okay to mention that... Uh, 
yeah, the kid turns out to be a complete psychopath. Yeah. Like the kind of kid that kills cats. Yeah. Or but, gerbils. Or, yeah. Or a hamster or whatever he killed in this movie. Oh, yeah, because it does mention that he killed his friend's gerbil or hamster. Or, yeah. Or whatever it was. So, his, yeah, his friend is, is uh, a dork. His you know, friend's a total dork. But seems to be the one who isn't completely nuts and maybe has some sort of moral compass maybe he he thought they were going to prank this girl and maybe you know try and you know make out with her or whatever it is he thought was going to happen and it turned into terrorizing her and maybe murdering her and other people yeah so that's when the dork is like oh i don't know how far away i can go with this yeah it's like well Get out now, or you're fully into it. And then the last one I watched was one today called All Through the House. Okay, what is All Through the House? A 2016 film, I'll call it that, even though it was shot on digital. Right. Looks like it was shot on digital uh, for about $40. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Terribly convoluted story about a 20-something-year-old girl and her friends going over to ostensibly help deck the neighbor decorate her house, but the neighbor's house is already, like, over-decorated. Like, there's Santa Clauses and everything. Right. At the same time, a psychopath... Stop me if you've heard this one. <laughs> a psychopath is escaped from the state mental hospital dressed, dressed as, as Santa? Santa Claus, and he's killed. Wait a minute. What? And he's killing people with hedge trim with the hedge clippers. Oh, okay. You know, I'm making a big scissoring motion. <laughs> yes. Um, Not lopping shears, but hedge so, trimmers. So he's kind of Christmas cropsy. Yeah. Yes. And he kills so many people in this movie. Um, there are at least two severed penises you see, which was <laughs> something different. And a cat gets one. And runs away with it, which oh. I couldn't tell is this dark comedy, but none of the rest of the film really felt that. I mean, sometimes they they tried to make it kind of funny, but mostly I was just really turned off by the subpar acting and the fact that it looked so bad. It was shot on digital, and it just looked... Shot on digital. Terrible. <laughs> it looked like a home video, just mm. oh, and God. people who could barely act. And the director's wife was the star. Um, Rob Zombie, <laughs> Tony Nunez. I don't uh, know anything about him, but he shouldn't be allowed near a camera. <laughs> um, basically, she and her friends go to the house to help this old lady decorate. The killer Santa shows up and kills a number of people that I'm not quite sure how were related to the plot. I think they were just maybe neighbors, but it wasn't ever very clear when things were happening Hmm. or why. And Santa Claus wears a grimy Santa Claus outfit and the face skin part is painted kind of bronze or black. So he's kind of Krampus-y. They even tell a Krampus story one point he kills a bunch of people and then you find out that he's not the only killer the next door neighbor lady she's also a killer and santa's you think is her husband but it turns out no it's her kid who 
This makes stuff happen to you. So th- this makes the Krampus to. look like Godfather 2. <laughs> this, uh, this makes <laughs> the other two movies seem like Oscar winners. They make them look like It's a Wonderful Life <laughs> as far as Christmas pictures go. This was really bad. I tuned it out near the end. It's It did a, a number of fake out dream parts where something <laughs> horrible happened and then a character would wake up mm. and then oh, you God. go okay and then like i said they killed a number of characters that i'm not sure were related to the plot at all there were a couple of lesbians that the only reason they were lesbians i think is so you could have two women killed you have two naked <laughs> sets of breasts to reveal i don't oh. know One's laying in bed and the other one's in the shower and it's just it's like, what is this crap? Um, I will give the movie props. The kills were spectacularly bloody and uh, practical effects. There was no CGI in this. They used 55 gallons of corn syrup, I'm sure. Right. And uh, a bunch of fake skin and whatnot, so... A lot of bloody deaths, a lot of blood splattered everywhere. Hey, if that's your thing, then... <laughs> so if that's your thing there, yeah. I will give them that. Well, out of the three, that's the one I, I wouldn't mind seeing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Well, it was really interesting that, um, you know, to, to go back to uh, Better Watch Out, is, like, they they really don't make you really adore this kid before they make you really hate him yeah um you're a little indifferent to him you're just kind of like okay well he's he's a little silly he's 12 or whatever yeah and uh but then they make him just such a psychopath i found that then they have that weird tonal change at the end when he's trying to get away with it all and it's like they change it we're like wait am i supposed to root for him now that he's trying to get away with all this after you tried to build him up as being this right killer where he's adorably dashing from scene you know yeah. from murder scene to murder scene making sure that it looks like someone else did it and um well, yeah i couldn't decide on this movie i yeah it, i it, think it was passable yeah it looked good it did look good i liked the acting i liked uh yeah you know, um, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of there's good. There's a lot things of good stuff it. here, but at the at, in the end, I don't know if it if it worked right all the way. Um, Patrick Warburton, David Putty was criminally unused, <laughs> right? In this, um, you you cast him, use him. He's he's funny. He is. He didn't, I think, get but maybe one funny line. I wasn't sure it was even him at first. Yeah. I, I had to I had to watch for him to turn toward the camera again to be sure that it was him. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, they're not really doing anything with him. Um, and he is a good actor and, and a lot of fun because he can deliver anything any way he needs to to make it funny. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the kid does a good job with what he's given, I think. Mm-hmm. He's maybe got a future in acting. The, the babysitter does a pretty good job of, of uh, you know, not playing overly terrified or yeah she was a resourceful enough final girl she was yeah you know and there's a there's a couple of really cool bits that they do with the story at the very end and uh we said we would spoil this stuff but julian you haven't seen this so Mm -hmm. we we don't want to say too much more than that Uh, except it's a pass i mean it's no devil's pass but (laughs) 
Well, I would say give it a look. You know, it, yeah, it came up. If you've watched The Babysitter, right? Watch think, this as a companion piece. Yeah, this it. would yeah. be a good companion piece because it's basically the same story, just swapped villains. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. all right, we're going to do it again, but now trade places. You know, Who's the nut? Uh, um, I was kind of hesitant to watch it because it's a home invasion movie. Yeah. And I was kind of, I don't know. I enjoyed the little twists there where it turned out that that was all fake yeah because it seemed very it was yeah everything was a little too pat yeah it was kind of like why are they attacking these people and And who keeps moving the the big blow molded santa lantern yes and that was like what the hell is that what's going on is this supernatural what is going on yeah they make you wonder that at first then it turns out it's it's his shitty little dork friend doing the accomplice work you know and and uh all to all to scare this girl into maybe making out yeah with the other dork with the other dork after he saves her life yeah you know it was a 12 year old plan yeah you know <laughs> except for he 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 really wanted to to be uh but he had other things in mind like murder yeah lots of murder i don't think he disclosed the murder to the dork no friend. he didn't disclose any of the murder to the dork but no. you never do no, <laughs> you know you can't get your henchmen to do your bidding if you lay right. it all out. You wait right away. You, you wait till they're in like chin deep before you tell them that. Oh, yeah. by the way, there's going to be some murder here. So, oh yeah, and there's going to be some murdering. And you're already an accomplice, so you better Shit. go with it. Damn it! Again? I knew it. I knew there was going to be murder. You told me there wouldn't be, but I knew it. I knew there'd be murder. Yep. I want that. That's the stinger on this episode. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's it's a it's a soft recommend. But it's uh, a soft recommend. Yeah. Like I said, I and I don't want to say I enjoyed it, but I liked it enough. And Jean was just like about ready to leave. I didn't feel that the main girl was tortured too much. Yeah. I mean, she's tied up, unfortunately, for most of the movie. Right. Duct taped to a chair. Yeah. Or strapped to the chair with christmas lights and oh that part too yeah you know but uh that kid man you know you you see a guy killed with a paint can so they they actually and they don't show it they they do a good job of not do a really good job of not showing it right you know i'm probably talking this film up more than I think you actually I mean, liked it. I think I may have liked the more, it. The more you talk it about it. It was no entrails of a beautiful woman, but... Mm, right. Well, it's what it, it is. was no blood rage. <laughs> but uh, it was better than Shape of Water. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it probably wasn't better than Shape of Water, but I enjoyed it more than Shape of Water. There you go. So, yeah. so Julian, let's... Let's uh, have you tell us. Well, I, I told you the ones. I oh, okay. So go into some detail about uh, what. Three ones. What what was the, what was the one that felt most like Christmas to you? Uh, Scrooge, definitely. Scrooge. Okay. Yep. Not Scrooged, with Bill Murray. No. Scrooge. Nineteen thirty-five. Bill Murray. Scrooge. My my favorite version of that story is still the Alastair Sim one from. Was that 51, 52? That's yeah, not the one with Mr. Like Magoo that. in it, is it? No. No. <laughs> it's the one with George C. Scott. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that one from the no, 70s. That, that, one's, that one's all right. But, I, um, I used to like that one a lot. And the Bill Murray one's fun as well. And yeah. uh, I never watched the one with uh, Captain Picard. Oh. Mm. But he the did Muppet one. one? 
No, he did a serious one. Okay. Or, well, a straight one, I'll say. I don't know how serious Captain Picard is, but... Mm. He's good as Captain Ahab. Uh, I I like the... Uh, there was an animated one about 1917. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't know if I've seen that one. I know yeah, I've seen the Mr. Magoo one a zillion times as a child. <laughs> um, which, for some reason, freaked me out at some point. Mm-hmm. I felt weird about it. I don't know why, but... Uh, was, you were four, I'm guessing? Yeah, and it was, it was weird or something. Yeah. That whole story well, was kind of spooky yeah that's a good it's a good spooky story in yeah. places yeah um and let's not forget fonzie played uh scrooge at some point did mm-hmm. he yeah henry winkler plays him oh my god yeah. not as the fonz though no no oh i was hoping there was a happy day <laughs> scrooge <laughs> episode where fonzie learns the true meaning of christmas oh yeah when he's visited by three ghosts Three hot ghosts. Three hot ghosts. I think we've just written some fan fiction. I think we just did. Yeah, there's got to be the perfect version of A Christmas Carol. Like, if you if you sort through all of it. I mean, how many times has it been done? Lots of times. Like, yeah, it's got to be dozens, right? How many, if you could... And there's a theatrical count... version on here right now. Yeah, if you could count them up and the TV shows that use that story is probably in the hundreds mm. you know well this is the story that pretty much established christmas as we know it right so what it with a, the ghost and all we yeah celebrate. It, it just wasn't a big deal for victorians until that point yeah until dickens it's not crazy like oh christmas that's another holiday mm-hmm. it's like well, let's let's really do it up now let's well it was illegal at some point because of Christmas? Because of the pagan roots? Uh, well, because of the Catholic roots, but well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that was the way to, to... And like Puritans in this country had outlawed Christmas. Oh, yeah. New England for a long time. Yeah, the, the same pack of geniuses that were burning women calling them witches. Yeah, well, to be fair, they never burned anyone. They merely hung them or crushed them with large stones. They were civilized people. That's right. Not a bunch of heathens setting people on fire. This is the new world. (laughs) New world, new rules. In the 17th century. Right. Or the 18th. Yeah. Well, I'm glad things are getting better now. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So... We covered our, our Christmassy horror. Um, we've about reached the hour mark with the show. Uh, so Suspiria for the new year. Let's ring it in properly. Sure. That sound like a thing? Yeah. yeah, it sounds good. All right. Christmas Eve, I'll probably watch Black Christmas. Nice. Nice. I'm not sure what I'm going to do as far as movies. I but... had planned on watching other Christmas horror movies, but all through the house was so bad. I was just like, no, I don't want to watch any others. So well, just... I, I I haven't seen the Blu-ray of Black Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Do you have it? Yeah. Oh, good. So you just you've got that one locked and loaded, ready for. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got it, and I've not it's seen it yet. It's on Shutter. So. I don't know if it's the Blu-ray copy, but I noticed. I would hope so. It's on it's, Shutter. It's not going to look as good as Blu-ray on streaming, though. Yeah. No, you're right. The bitrate's not going to compare. Um, there was a bit of. Uh, a bit of Halloween news that I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, Nick Castle returning as the shape as Michael Myers. 
in Rob Zombie's Halloween 3, <laughs> Season of the Witch. Season of my wife. Season of my wife, Lords of Salem. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Nick Castle's coming back as Michael Myers. Well. And he's six feet tall, so not a giant. So sorry, Rob Zombie. <laughs> no seven-footers in this one. Just a normal dude. A normal dude. And they're still in production on that one. Yes, they're currently filming. Or they're is this like, Halloween? This is anything, or just another no, this remake? Is, this is this. I understand to be either a remake or maybe the sequel that should have followed Halloween Two. So the so the Derek Halloween Four. I think they're ignoring all the sequels. Oh, so it's gonna. So nothing is canon. This is all just an original news story. Yeah, so that she's no longer the sister. Oh, maybe we'll get oh. more Ben Tramer. I want and more. it's not set on Halloween. Right. And Michael Myers isn't the killer. And John Carpenter had nothing to do with it. He's actually involved. So we got Nick Castle. We got... Ooh, maybe he's doing the soundtrack. Danny McBride is one of the writers. Danny McBride? Really? Yeah. But if you think about it, comedy and horror have to have some of the same beats, mm-hmm. some of the same mechanisms to really work. Like to make someone laugh or to make someone startled and scared kind of takes the same sort of devices. So this could be really interesting. I forget who the other writer is working with him on. All I'm but... asking is why isn't Danny McBride playing Michael Myers? <laughs> with a mullet sticking out of the yeah, mask. <laughs> I mean it'd be fantastic. So you you got Carpenters involved. Yep. And Jamie Lee Curtis, isn't it? Yes. And Nick Castle is Is back. she reviving her role? I don't know. I don't know. I would hope so. This Wouldn't is... that be great if she was like still running from Michael Myers, who now has a mullet? She has to stop for Activia. She's got a chain, <laughs> chain of babysitting across yeah. the country. She's turned it into or maybe like... a chain of grandkids to see across the country. Right. That Whatever be... her character's name was, that Lori. Would... Mm-hmm. Lori Strode. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Well, there we have it. Um, any, Halloween any, coming out next year on Thanksgiving. Probably. Uh, any any holiday wishes for our dear listeners? Uh, watch out for the Krampus. That's right. You'll, you'll, you'll enjoy the Krampus so much more if you watch any of the films that Will watched. Yes. Uh, Julian, anything before we get out of here? Uh, no. Uh, happy holidays to you. Yeah. 2017 was a good yeah. one. Take care of yourself. 2017 was crap. Man, it was all right. <laughs> It was all right. We got we got to watch uh, it, the shape of water. <laughs> well, what more? Go could back you ask? and listen to those episodes. I love those movies a lot. That's right. <laughs> all right, listeners. Merry Christmas! Thank you for joining us. Uh, we will. Well, we're not going to see you, but we will be talking at you in the new year. <laughs> we will be talking at you in the new year for Suspiria, twenty eighteen, twenty ninety nine. Yes. All right. Four K. All right, thank you for listening. Stay off the Morris. What is that?